My name is Carl Anthony, and I work in the automotive industry in Detroit. Sometimes that work encompasses future vehicle technology, and that's what we talk about here, for the most part anyway. This is AutoVision News Radio. To the little girls, gifted an easy-bake oven when they wanted Hot Wheels. To the loud, bossy, and improper young ladies talking out of turn. To the women silently pulling their own seat up to the table in the boardroom. To those who fought the fight before we called it one. To the boys, men, and allies who stood with us and stepped aside to make room. To the forgotten, the marginalized, and silenced. To her, to him, to them with love for you, for our future. That is the intro to Women Driven Mobility by Caitlin Shelby Davis and Kristen Shaw. Davis and Shaw say this book is not the answer or the solution, but rather one cog in the wheel toward a more equitable and peaceful world. We are fortunate to have one of the authors, Caitlin Shelby Davis, with us this time on AutoVision News Radio. In addition to being an author and an advocate for women, Caitlin is the communications lead at Cavadu, a company with a mission to build the world's most advanced roadways, roadways that are safer and improve access to affordable and high-quality public transit and shared mobility. Born and raised in the Mitten State, automotive was always on Caitlin's radar. I don't know if it's too cliche to say this, but it's kind of in my blood. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, really, I grew up in Metro Detroit where car culture is incredibly prevalent. My mom worked in automotive. My dad was the stereotypical car guy. And I basically grew up at the racetrack and at car shows. And I kind of always knew that this was a world that I wanted to be a part of, which, by the way, was a really unpopular opinion when I graduated college and entered the market in the middle of the recession, basically. And that was a really rough time on the auto industry, especially Detroit. But understanding even then the industry was really cyclical, I really never lost focus in wanting to be a part of this. Caitlin has her graduate certificate in new media communications from Wayne State University and her Bachelor of Arts in Advertising and Public Relations from Grand Valley State University. And from there is where I really got my start on more of the traditional side of the industry. I worked at a tier one supplier. Uh, I worked with an automaker, both in corporate communications roles. And then from there, I started to sort of transition to more of the tech side of the industry. I spent some time as the director for the state of Michigan's Automotive and Mobility Industry Association, uh, where I worked a lot with the traditional side of the industry. So a lot of the century-old companies that have grown this industry and, and you know are in every vehicle basically on the road, uh, and then also working with uh, local startups in the Michigan ecosystem that were working more on the, the tech side and the future of what this industry could and will be. I worked with some of the most notable names in the AV and EV space, ITS companies, aerial mobility, which was incredibly new to me. Uh, I even represented the North American International Auto Show for a while, which is how a lot of local folks in the Detroit area probably know me. Yeah, that's um, where I know you from. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then and then earlier this year, I transitioned to Cavenue, where I'm the comms lead. Caitlin leads the public narrative at Cavenue, helping the company find its voice in an era of new mobility. 
Kevenue is a company that was founded to really bridge two worlds, the technology side and more specifically the in-vehicle technology and the road. By combining both of those and sort of merging those two worlds, the goal is to really help quickly and safely scale connected and automated vehicles to the market. Our vision is really to develop the most advanced roads by incorporating both digital infrastructure with physical infrastructure to unlock the full spectrum of capabilities of these vehicles. This looks like equipping roads with sensors and tech that gives connected vehicles and their drivers a further line of sight up the road and to help them make informed decisions along their commute, along their drive, as well as creating a standard operating environment that is friendly to connected and automated vehicle technologies. We're doing this by working with automakers and tech partners to create a vehicle agnostic tech stack and operating environment that meets the needs of vehicles on the market today. So things like the L2 vehicles, Blue Cruise, Super Cruise enabled vehicles uh, that we can go out and buy today, as well as future AVs that are fully autonomous. At the time of this broadcast, December 2022, Cavenue is working on the Michigan project. As described by Cavenue, it's focused on the corridor between Detroit and Ann Arbor, where expanded mobility and economic development opportunities would connect individuals and small businesses to Michigan's most important industrial, technological, and academic clusters. The first phase is a collaborative piloting, planning, and development period lasting two years to test technology and infrastructure, to conduct analysis and community outreach, and ultimately establish a viable vision for the project. This is a project that we're working on in collaboration with the state of Michigan and with the Michigan DOT uh, to roll out over the next couple of years. I then asked Caitlin what she makes of all the current trends in automotive. How much time do we have? (laughs) It's a very loaded question. I mean, so there's a lot that sort of like bounces through my mind on on a daily basis. I mean, one, because I work at Cavenue, the concept around smart vehicles truly needs smart infrastructure to succeed and to scale. And then I start thinking about pedestrians and cyclists and how there isn't enough priority on shared streets models and complete streets models. Like we're so focused on vehicles when we talk about mobility that we're not thinking about anything else. How do we address this as an industry? It's really about building diverse teams to redesign and innovate these systems from a diverse perspective with diverse inputs and different thoughts of thinking and backgrounds and perspectives. And when originally all these systems were created, we didn't have any of that. So now this is a really great time when we're talking about air mobility or we're talking about autonomous vehicles. Like how do we create systems that are more inclusive? Um, And that's really probably the one thing that keeps me up at night the most. And it didn't take long before Caitlin and I got on the subject of cars, in particular the Ford Mustang and the 2011 model year. That was the switch over from the 4.6 to the 5.0 V8. It was a significantly lighter Mustang at the time than the Camaro and the Challenger. So Caitlin and I are recalling all of this and sharing our Mustang stories. And then she tells me, And I I did not put this together right away, and I probably should have. But she tells me the meaning of Shelby in her name. 
So fun fact, I was originally supposed to be named Shelby after Carol Shelby, more specifically after Shelby Mustang. This again, is awesome. I yeah. really, that's so cool. <laughs> yes. So again, like car culture in my family runs really, really deep. And Shelby Mustangs were always number one for my dad. Like there was nothing better. And so I suppose having grown up like that, like I share that same viewpoint. I'm a Mustang girl. In early to mid-2020, one day I logged on to LinkedIn and I see a post from Caitlin. Her and Kristen Shaw are starting to gather stories of women in automotive and, and women in tech. And I don't quite remember exactly how the post went, uh, but Caitlin was basically saying that if you're a woman in automotive or if you know a woman in the automotive industry that has a unique story or is making a lasting impact, or has overcome adversity, to let Caitlin and Kristen know. There was a link to a website with a form to fill out and, and everything. Caitlin and Kristen were, were, at the time, they were researching and gathering information for what would become their book, Women Driven Mobility. At the time my co-author Kristen and I had started writing the book, I had been working in the industry for about a decade. I had worked with global suppliers, automakers, tech startups. I did some time in economic development. Kristen was really sort of an equal master, but in different segments of the industry. So she had spent a lot of time in community advocacy, urban design, climate. And she also worked for the auto show as well. And so we had been sort of circulating in the same circles, but hadn't really gotten a chance to work with each other yet. And so we were trying to figure out a way to sort of like merge these two expertise that we had to work on something together. And, and that was this book. Right. Yeah. The ratio of men to women in this industry is incredibly uneven. And that the women in this industry are very seldom reaching leadership roles and are often taking a backseat to their male colleagues. And so when we started thinking about ways that we could talk about this topic in a way that was more than bashing the status quo, um, and then we also didn't want to just create a book that was you know, putting out facts, because there are a lot of really good books that have the data on why this is an issue, and we didn't want to reinvent the wheel there. We set out to just sort of poke around on, on LinkedIn. And honestly, a lot of this book ended up being somewhat crowdsourced. So we put the, the idea out on LinkedIn, asking people if they know any women in this industry who have not been recognized for their work, or women who are leading really great projects that don't get talked about or doing really amazing things. And within a couple hours, we had hundreds of comments. I'm getting... DMs from people that I know, people I don't know, introducing me to other people. And it sort of like took off like wildfire. And at this point, for the record, we did not know for sure that we were going to write a book. We just kind of wanted to see like, is there enough momentum here that we could do something with? And so after sort of gathering all of this insight from people, telling these stories became sort of our responsibility. It's hearing from these women who spent decades to uh, redesign something for their male colleague to get to talk about it at an event. It was for the women who did the work day in and day out, but were never part of the, the discussions around strategy and around um, any sort of like 
go to market. They were just sort of the afterthought of the people who did it. These are really the stories that sort of inspired us to do something. So that something became the book. The foreword of Women Driven Mobility is written by Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer. It's organized by chapters, starting with community advocacy and design and engineering, moving into other key topics like policy and legislation, climate resilience, and education. Why each of these is important to the greater picture, which is redesigning mobility in a way that is more inclusive. And then inside each of those chapters are case studies that show women-led teams or women-led products and innovations and why their thought in this case study changed something from how it was done in the status quo before. Right, right. You, you referenced earlier that Governor Gretchen Whitmer from the state of Michigan wrote the introduction to this book. Part of the reason behind that is she has been such a, outside of automotive, has been such a vocal female leader in this country. And moreover, she's very invested in the automotive industry and has spent a lot of time working to help create an environment here that is very uh, inclusive to these companies, that's very supportive of these companies, especially startups, because she knows that we can be a leader in this space, but we can only do that if we're building the right kind of teams, if we're doing it in a way that, that serves the greater good. Having her perspective at the beginning of this book is great because, again, she's amplifying that message of I made it and now here's the things that I've had to deal with along my career. Women-driven mobility has now become a community and a movement. Kristen and I and, and a lot of the people that we've sort of brought along for the ride now at this point are really trying to use this platform as a way to keep the conversations going be a resource to reporters, to event planners, to people who are are looking for staff or board members, etc. Like we have a, a wide range of people who sort of come to us and say like, "Hey, like I need to get more women involved in what I'm doing. Do you know anyone?" And so we have this great catalog not only of women who are in the book, there's about 105-ish women that are in the book, but also like a huge catalog of just other women that we've worked with. Really, our goal at this point is how can we keep increasing exposure of women in the industry? How do we get more women with a seat at the table, whether that's a board table, whether that's a workshop table, whether that's as part of a, a engineering team, um, or if it's on stage at an event, how can we keep increasing our numbers? The greater our numbers are, the more that are going to sort of break through the glass ceiling at the top and then help pull others up as well and give more visibility to the issues that are going on. To conclude our discussion, I asked Caitlin what she hopes her legacy will be when she retires from automotive. Yeah, the legacy that I want to leave on this industry is a continued conversation on gender equity. I want to keep people talking. I'm hoping by the time time I retire that the ratio will be much more diverse. Even when that happens, we can't become complacent. So ultimately, I want people to just keep talking. I don't want people to forget where we were and what injustices happened because we weren't thinking about things in terms of equity, accessibility, inclusion. 
and compare that to hopefully where we are then, which is a much more perfect type of transportation uh, ecosystem. So yeah, I just want these conversations to, to keep happening long into the future. To learn more about Cavadu, including the Michigan Project, visit Cavadu.com. That's C-A-V-N-U-E.com. Cavadu.com. Join the discussion and grab your copy of Women Driven Mobility at womendrivenmobility.com. In Detroit, alongside Caitlin Shelby Davis, I'm Carl Anthony, AutoVision News Radio.